Hello, welcome to Living in the Overflow, episode 2. Today, we are going to be getting into the topic of the fruits of the Spirit. I've not done an episode in a very, very long time, and if you guys would just bear with me as I get prepared, but I'd like to start with the prayer. Dear Lord, please guide me in the right direction as I go throughout my message today. Please encourage my words. And may it bless the people that listen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So the Bible defines water as a symbol of what Jesus is. One of the stories in the Bible you can refer to this as, it's a classic story of the woman at the well. The woman at the well was lost and she had an internal thirst but also an external thirst. So Jesus met her at a well. And at this well, she was going through some very difficult times in her life. She was a, um, she was committing adultery. She was cheating on her husband. And the woman, she was, the man she was staying with was not her husband. And it caused her to be rejected by society and an outcast. And she was just sitting at the well trying to get something to drink. She went in the middle of the day and in the time period she was in and the location she was in, high noon was the hottest time of the day. So it was around like 90-ish degrees the whole entire day. And she was sweating, wearing thick clothes, trying not to be recognized. And then Jesus comes trying to rest himself and he asks for a drink from the woman but the woman thinks that he is referring to the water but he was struggling to find rest in himself the reason why we're talking about thirst and water today is because we're talking about the fruits of the spirit and most people don't take it this way but i would like i would like to if you just follow me for a second I've always wondered why pastors haven't gone down this route in the fruit of the spirit. If I go into a garden, I wouldn't just find an apple sitting there. It's going to be growing on a branch. It's going to have to sprout and it's going to take some time. But the main reason we get this is because it has a spiritual plant. And that spiritual plant takes time and processing, focus and a lot of time and energy to be able to exert that fruit. So today, I'm going to be talking about how the key necessities to growing our spiritual tree. Now, one point I'd like to point out is the Bible clearly states this as a fruitful tree. In Psalms 1-3, in the Good News Translations, it says, We are spiritual trees planted by a river, the, they are trees that grow by the sh- stream that will never run dry. Okay. He, Jesus clearly states that he is the living water and whoever drinks from him shall never thirst again. And it's not saying, it's a weird analogy for Jesus considering he is a man and not a well. But Jesus will satisfy your soul if you give him the chance internally through your spiritual life. 
And when Jesus came to the Sumerian woman, he said, If you knew who I was and the gift of God I had, you would say, Give me a drink. But the woman was still focused on the temporary instead of her eternal. So she said, Sir, I have no bucket. But he meant you don't need a bucket to drink for me, for I will never run dry. A good scripture. A very good scripture. Okay. So, the water in the Bible symbolizes the purity of Jesus. Why do you think God flooded the earth with water? It purified the earth with living water and the earth would never be completely flooded again because it never thirsted again. The first rainbow showed which of the earth's fruit of the spirit. Proof of the fruit of the spirit. Here's an example. There's seven colors in the rainbow and there's seven fruits of the spirit. So, Jesus is our tree's water. Now my question for you is How long have you spiritually been in a drought? How long have you been out of his presence? Are you in a drought? I know I was in a drought about a year ago. About a year ago, I was struggling with a lot of different things. But then I came to know Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior and not just making him a Sunday God. But the truth truth is a drought does not mean what we think it is a drought does not mean never having access to water a drought simply means a prolonged exposure without water so let me clear this up you can't just experience god one time there are plenty of sinners and thieves and adulterers and liars and murderers out there that have been in church and experienced the presence of God but the second you step out of his living water is when you start to dry up and when you start to dry up the fruits of the spirit cease to exist for example people think when you're saved you're good and that is a little bit true because the bible says once you are saved your sins have have been forgiven the wages of your sin because that's what death is it is the wages of sin itself and it goes on to talk about many different areas of sin in the bible and one of the things people fail to realize is that i lost my train of thought sorry The Bible says your sins are cast as far as the east is from the west. So, wow, you're not going to hell. But you can live life like you're in hell every single day of your life. You can live like hell 24-7. It's not a curse word, it's the truth. It is a place where eternal separation from god occurs but you can be separated from god on earth just like you can be in hell you can be far away from him so what do you want your life to be 
just as you can walk from here in, let's say, the East Coast, because I don't want to give an exact location. Say I'm in Virginia, even though I'm not. Um, and I wanted to walk all the way to California or Florida. It can be done, but it's going to take a very long time. So why not take the private jet? Why not take the luxury? And I do not mean you get to the afterlife faster. That does not mean you're going to die faster because it says, if you honor God and all of his commandments, you shall live a long life. It just means you will live life more abundantly and fruitfully. So why would you want to be there? It means it means peace. It means luxury. When I'm in a first class jet, I think of the first Incredibles movie when Mr. Incredibles on a plane and he has that big old bucket of fruit in front of him and he's relaxing before he goes to work. That's what I think. See, I can you can either have the fruit of the spirit or as I like to refer it, and this can be a phrase we can use from now on, juicy fruit gum. I wouldn't want juicy fruit gum because one, it's addictive. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about for a second. It's addictive. See, when I eat gum, it has a flavor and a chemical in it to where I'm going to want more of it. See, that's what our flesh does. We'll see stuff like pornography and stuff of this world and we'll be satisfied for a moment. But the flavor will cease to exist. And we're, I don't want to do this anymore, but the addiction draws us back. Same with actual gum. There is a chemical in it that causes us to come back to the food. That's why we eat junk food over and over again, even though it's bad for us. Because they put certain chemicals in it that make you crave it. But the fruit of the spirit, it's forever. You forever enjoy the fruit of the spirit. Sin is our flesh. Society will say stuff like worship other gods. Society will say whatever feels goes. It's self-love. Do what you want. Also, the feeling to be satisfied satisfied goes away fast. And on and in order to bear the fruit of the spirit, follow the ways of the fruit of the spirit, which states, "The only way to the Father is through me." And Jesus said that. So the only way to the Father is through Jesus. And whatever you society will tell you. Whatever you want to say, say it. But it, but the Bible says that your tongue is the power and life of death. And, and the path of sin is death. The spirit is the opposite of the flesh. Which is ironic because the, the soul is attached to our flesh. If I were to die right now, my soul would be detached from my flesh. And the soul is a part of our spirit. For example, my flesh might want to eat a donut, but my soul and my spirit wants to fast and read my Bible. You see, I want you to get this. And through and through you, I'm thinking, you're probably thinking, what does juicy fruit and the fruit of the spirit have to do with me and my walk with God? You can't crave something that you've never had. If you've never had the benefits of the fruit of the Spirit, how do you expect yourself to want it? See, the fruit of the Spirit is so abundant in my life. 
And the, here's the thing. There's also fruit of the flesh on me. But see, certain things cast out certain things. But if I were to sit you at a Chick-fil-A and tell you to eat it, and tell you to eat it, and you, and like, I'd give you a million dollars. I'd give you five bucks if you sit there and didn't eat it for two days. But if you taste it before, you know that's the large chicken and you'd eat it real quick. But if you've never tasted it, you wouldn't know the experience. So you just sit there and stare at it. Or let, let's say, for instance, my mom's biscuits and gravy. Practically heaven's biscuits and gravy. But I am not. If I have a friend over and they see that, they prefer their mom's food because they have a craving for it. But I have yearned and and fastened to my mom's cooking and the different seasoning she uses. And I can go on a rant on how amazing her food is because I have a craving for it. Just like God, I can sit here and talk about the joys of following the Lord and joy that trespasses all understanding. I can tell you so many times I was joyful when I shouldn't be. And I had peace when I shouldn't have. It says peace that trespasses all understanding. Here's an example of that. When my aunt died last December, I was worshiping. I turned on worship music after seeing her body 30 minutes later. And I praised God and I was happy because I knew she had won the race. And her life was over and she was in the loving hands of the Father. That is what the fruit of the Spirit gives you. That's just one of the things that requires of a physical plant and an earthly plant, which I have am going to show you the difference in today. Uh, the next thing I want to talk to you about is light. And in the Bible, light is defined as the knowledge of God. Now, I always used to think, because I was a little slow going going around in kinder, kindergarten, preschool, uh, uh, Bible school, or um, not Bible school, children's church. So I never really got this. When they said, uh, let your light shine, let your light shine for all to see. It was talking about the knowledge of God. That's why I try as best as I can when I'm at my school to tell people that Jesus loves them because I'm not lying to them. I'm telling them the absolute truth and I'm sharing the light. And that's also encouraging their seed in them to start growing because the light that has shined on them. It's starting their photosynthesis process in their spiritual life. Also, it's very important to physical plants. As a gardener Knows, as I know, because I am a gardener, it is very important for my plants to get light. Last season, uh, I was growing ghost peppers. And one thing I learned is that my plant struggled to grow if a part of the plant was in the light and the other part was in the dark. They were kind of in this area where like 25% of the plant wouldn't get light. And the thing is, it would get, it would get, it would turn gray and like burnt color almost in that area where it didn't have sun because it wasn't able to produce the amount of chlorophyll to make the plants green and healthy. Okay, let me... 
That was a little nerdy. I know, I know, I know, I know. Let me go through my notes. I'm sorry if I slow down or anything. That's the, one of the many processes of photosynthesis. In simple terms, it tells you that a plant is healthy. And it's what makes it green. Also, in the in the Bible, look in 2 Corinthians 4.16. It states, For God... Who said let there be light and darkness and made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God chlorophyll in my book is the vis- is glory because glory as I've come to learn in the past couple of months is a visible expression of God's presence so it is the abundance of the fruit of the spirit it's showing off so when I'm happy, people will ask me why I'm so happy. That's my chlorophyll. It's my glory radiating off of me and flowing in their cup. I have so much fruit that it's like a fruit basket. That's what I try to explain to everybody. It's like a big old fruit basket. And God just keeps on tossing them and tossing them and tossing them in my bowl every single day. And then it leaks over and it falls in other people's bowls. And they get filled and they're like, I want some of that. And then it all gets good. I don't know why I said it all gets good. But um, I have a question for you. Are you green? Are you green? Are you showing off the glory of God? Are you showing off... That God has done miraculous things in your life. Are you just sitting there like God's never done anything for you? That's the reason why I praise like an absolute buffoon. According to some people. You don't know my story. You don't know. I I had brain surgery when I was nine months old. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be in God's intangible presence every single day. I, this, the ways I've sinned, God should have choked me on a long time ago. He loves me that much that he still thinks that I deserve to take a breath of his precious oxygen that he made just for me. Are you green? Are you just sitting there? In your class, and the person beside you is dealing with depression. I need to get to my next point, but I'm really feeling this strongly. Are you dealing with something that you're afraid to deal with? Are you afraid to show God your problems and worship? Bring it to Him, and He will radiate. The chlorophyll and the glory of God all over your life. The next part of a plant's need is good soil. And I'm about to wrap up here. I only got uh, about a half page of notes left. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. Okay, it says... The soil... Of the spirit is where your seeds grow. And your seeds are like your talents. Like, let's say I'm a cameraman and I work for Christ Simple Video Team. And I make some pretty good shots with a handheld. 
Now with, I would say one of the seeds I'm not good in, but I do because they need me to do it. I'm not good with the stationary camera. It's very boring sitting in a chair for about an hour and a half to two hours just flicking a button back and forth. But running around a stage with the cameras that's like 40 pounds and making me sweat, that's about my pace. So that's what I like. So I'm not going to get seed sitting where God hasn't planted me. And like the church and your community, that's one point. That's that's your soil in a sense. Different seeds require different soil. See, I could plant a cactus in topsoil and it wouldn't grow because the roots are more thicker and they wouldn't grow right. And the roots would go all rampant and they choke each other out and the oxygen levels would go off and the nitrogen levels in the ground would go crazy. And I know that's rant. But let me put it into simpler things. You would put a cactus in sand. Just as you would put a singer in a choir. Not in a kitchen. If you're a chef, then you don't need to be in the choir. If you're called to be a pastor, then you don't need to be at the bar. That's why you're depressed. The seed of your life that God is calling you to do is in the wrong soil. That's why I transfer churches. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my home, my former church, and I'm not going to dish out any hate because I wouldn't be the person I am today. But I needed change. And when I was about 12, I decided to go to Christ Temple with my mom. And I've grown to love the Lord and got called to ministry. And I've ministered to a lot of different people today and every single day of my life since then. But the Spirit of God is designed for certain areas of your life. Okay, some soil is designed to grow in the spirit of God. Some is designed for the flesh. I can't find God's calling for saving my money and tithing gambling in Las Vegas. I can't find God's love and how many likes I have on Instagram. Matthew 13 tells us this beautiful parable of seeds and the farmer. A farmer throws seeds and some land in a bird's mouth and some fall in the cracks of rocks where light there's not enough light and it chokes them out and they die because there isn't light there. And some find good soil and grow with water, soil and light, but some fall into the sand and don't Push their roots down deep enough. But what happens... Voice crack. What happens if you don't live in the light? What happens if you don't have water? What happens if you don't have good soil? Simply put it. 
as Newton put it in his atheist self, for every action there is an equal yet opposite reaction. Lack thereof the fruit of the spirit, rapes in the fruit of the flesh, the acts of the flesh, which is, I put this in my own terms, if you don't have love, you hate. Misery, war in your life, failure to wait on God, rudeness slash bitterness, immortality, harshness of others, growth and temptation, the opposite of God's will and purpose in your life, the fruit of God, the opposite of that. I can tell you something. God wants you to have his fruit. And some of you are wondering, why don't I have good fruits? I've been in the word of God and I've purified myself and I've tried to grow my seeds where I need to be. Here's your answer. And it will end the war of your life. Fruit takes time. Ask any gardener, ask any florist, ask any body. Fruit takes time. I wanted to see my corn and my Brussels sprouts and my tomatoes grow the first day I planted them in spring. I still don't have my Brussels sprouts. They're still growing in the middle of November because fruit takes time. Attack the prey, then divide the spoils in the evening. And sometimes you just need the weight on God. Fruit takes time. If you have any more questions about today or what I talked about today or anything, my Snapchat handle is Jameer the Lizard. All lowercase, J-Y-M-Y-R-E-T-H-E-L-I-Z-A-R-D. Thank you for tuning in. And if you are questioning choosing God as your Lord and Savior, and you would like to today, I am so glad. And I would like to pray this prayer with you if you'd hold on. Just a moment as we change your life. And Jesus says, Jesus says that your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life and your name written on the palm of his hand. Okay, just repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in this prayer asking for forgiveness of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross of Calvary that I might be forgiven and given eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe 
that Jesus rose from the dead. And I ask you right now to come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins and change my ways. I will worship you every day of my life because your word is truth. I confess with my mouth that I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, with all of heaven, I rejoice with you. If you want to slide up or go on my Snapchat and tell me that you said that prayer, I will gladly help you get on the right track becoming a firm believer in Jesus Christ. And if you have any questions, please ask me anytime. That is perfectly fine. Thinking about doing a follow-up episode because I have some very scientific evidence to back this up on the fruit of the spirit but let me just close with one final prayer lord thank you for allowing me the opportunity to come back in your presence and find you again amen well i will see you on episode three i can't believe we've made it this far And I promise I will try to make more episodes here soon. But thank you for tuning in. And I can't wait to see you guys soon. Signing out. God bless. And I love you.